Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengard, founder of Wengard Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Again, if you've been impacted by these messages and you'd like to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to 844-333-7227. Also, if you'd like to sow financial seed into our new organization called Flights for Hope, please go to flightsforhope.org. All right, today I want to start out with a phrase that President Franklin D. Roosevelt said in his first inaugural address in 1933. He said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And I'm sure you've probably heard that phrase before. So what does that phrase say to you? Does it inspire you or does it immobilize you? Does it actually strengthen the power of fear or does it strengthen your resolve to resist it? What is fear and how can we recognize it in our life? Do you know what it is that casts out fear? In 1 John 4.18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. See, earlier last year, I taught on faith in the series called Hope in the Soul. You see, the soul is the place where our faith resides. It's where we turn our focus to either the things of the flesh or the things of the Spirit. Now, I began teaching on the faith of God and how that is available to each one of us if we've been born again. But while preparing to record this here, I began thinking about the opposite of faith and what that is and, and how we can recognize it in our lives. So there are two different ways that faith can be activated and powerful in our lives. I'll go into more detail a little later on here, but faith is the driving power at work in our lives, period. Faith is the driving power at work in our lives. It's either activated by love or it is activated by fear. See, faith can be activated by either way. Faith activated by love produces the kingdom of God results. Faith activated by fear produces uh, all the negative results through worry. Now, I asked earlier uh, in a previous message, what is it that causes fear to rise in your heart? Do you remember talking, I, I mentioned about the, the flutters of the heart. Is it when the circumstances are out of your control in your finances? Is it your own mistakes or failures? Is it maybe health issues that, that are, uh, you are dealing with or maybe a family member? What about, uh, do you find yourself wondering how, you know, how's it all going to work out? I think of all the things happening around us, I think, you know, there are a lot of things that we don't know how they will work out exactly. There have been many times in history when fear has seemed like the only option. Things have been too, uh, in, in too much upheaval. And our current world situation is no exception if you're looking for something to be fearful about. See, the real pandemic has not been a pandemic of any health issue at all. The real pandemic has been a pandemic of fear. See, it's been promoted, it's been, it's been hawked on the corners, it's been uh, everywhere you look, people have been promoting fear. So what is the proper response to fear? Now, I already quoted 1 John 4.18, but how exactly do we do this and what practical steps can we take? 
When we encounter Jesus, our heart is revealed to either have love or fear. It is then our choice what we will do with that revelation. See, when we look, when we ask the Lord, we get connected with him, and our heart is revealed to have love, then we ask him for a word, and how do we activate that? When we, when we find fear revealed in our heart, then we ask him, how can love replace that? I want to read the, the verses around uh, the First John 4.18 that I just uh, mentioned, and I want to read verses 15 through 19 uh, just to get a feel for the, the whole context here. So verse 15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Did you hear the distinction made there? God is love. Obviously, God has no fear. And when, we, when our hearts have been made perfect in him, we have his love in us, which then casts out all fear. So you can't have both. It's one or the other. John very clearly shows us that it is the love of God that draws us to him. And God's love must be evident to the people around us. So are you fearful? Or are you full of love? If you act the way that Jesus did while he was on the earth, will you find yourself operating in fear or in love? Obviously, this is a rhetorical question. Jesus demonstrated love everywhere he went. He was not in fear. So my challenge to you today is to be aware of every time a thought of fear rises in your heart. Take every thought captive to the Lordship of Jesus and allow his love to flow through you to those around you. Look for opportunities to be the love of God to others. You will be different than others around you if you choose to operate in love instead of fear. So don't be surprised if people say, you're different. Say, of course I am. I'm not ruled by fear. So I want you to look then how Peter describes how we are to live in 1 Peter 3, verses 8 through 15. And I just want to go through this, these verses. Just listen. This is a different author. Listen to how he describes this. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tenderhearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling. But on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. 
but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Now that is encouraging to read these verses. I just want to mention the last verse there. It says with meekness and fear. That fear uh, it has nothing to do with being afraid. It's referring to humility and godly respect. So, so Peter's basically saying, be, uh, be ready to give an answer for the re- uh, of the reason for the hope that is in you with humility and godly respect. See, that puts us in the right place where we, we recognize that he is our source. We are not our own source. We don't produce the love. We let the love flow through us because it originates with him. So Peter is saying here that we are to have compassion and to be a blessing to those around us. So if you are not afraid of others' threats, like verse 14 said, then you are free to be a blessing without fear of how you will be affected. See, fear itself is is what activates your faith in the negative uh, results of it and what also produces the negative uh, actions. So when you're not afraid, when you're full of love and you give freely, you open up your heart, it also protects you because the power of God is active through your faith to bring the blessing of God to you. I challenge you to read those last verses again. Just read, you know, take the time to go through it and ask the Lord to show you. So when Jesus encountered those with sickness or disease, did he recoil back in fear? Did he refuse to touch the lepers or those who were contagious? How do you respond with those who have been affected by the latest virus? Whether this would be by accident or by voluntarily injecting themselves with toxins. Either way, your response should be the same. Do you realize your faith works every time? Your faith is always working to affect your life. It is activated by fear and worry. If, if, if fear and worry is what it's activating it, it will produce the negative results of that. If your faith is activated by love and compassion, it will produce the godly results of healing and prosperity in your life and then will spill over into the lives of those around you. You see, Jesus never spoke in uncertainty. He was always very clear with his description of faith. I think we will all agree that the problem is not in the Word or in Jesus himself. Maybe we just haven't understood what faith is and how to activate it. Maybe, just maybe, if we can settle in our own hearts that the only thing lacking is our own understanding, then our reality can and will begin to change. So I want to remind you of the basics here. God is good. The Bible is true. If God said it in the Bible, we must believe it before we will see it. See, what you really believe is what you will see. That's a promise that we read in the Word. The Bible clearly shows us how faith has worked in the past, as well as Jesus showing us how to make it work for us today. Unless you want to contradict the Bible, you'll have to agree that we are shown how faith works. I was really challenged by the Lord when he said to me, Believe me, faith works every time. Now, we can look deeper into what faith is and how to use it, and and we can go into that further, but the first thing that needs settled is that it, it needs settled in our hearts, that a change needs to happen, and it needs to happen in your own heart. See, that change is a continual thing. 
just get used to it. There, is thing, there, there are things that you've thought and you've believed your whole life. And as you read the word, you say, that's not true. Then allow it to change. Allow your heart constantly to be open to change. Read the word. Let the word define your belief. Don't let your belief change what the word is saying. Anytime that my physical reality is not lining up with the blessings described to me in the Bible, I now look inside of my own heart and I ask God to change me. We need to be completely honest with ourselves and with God. He already knows what we truly believe in our deepest heart. It is the deceptions that are the real problem. They're either lies that we are told or they are ones that we can tell ourselves. This could be in your belief system, this could be something in the world situation as it is right now. We are given the, the invitation to believe a lie. And when we believe the lie, we take on all the, the contamination that comes with that. For some reason, it seems more difficult for a Christian to admit that they've been wrong than even for an unbeliever to get born again. I find it so interesting. But just get used to it. Admit you're wrong. See, God doesn't hold it against you. Just admit that your understanding needs to change and, and move on. He's simply trying to get his blessings to you, and he hasn't been able to. Everything that we read in the Word, he wants to get it to us, but he has not been able to. So allow him to continually change you into his image. The extent of what you truly believe can be measured in what you are currently seeing in your physical reality. If you are willing to follow, obey, and believe everything that he says in his word, then you will begin to see your reality change as your faith is activated for good in your life. Look around you with the eyes of Jesus and you will experience his compassion for those whose only response has been to fear. Those who are trying to control you by only promoting fear will immediately become powerless against you. FDR said that we should fear fear itself, but I'll take it one step further. Refuse fear altogether. Choose love, and your faith will be activated and become an unstoppable force against all who promote evil. It will cast out all fear and become a beacon of hope to the world. When we can truly trust him, we will find that he invites us into the deeper relationship with him that most people actually miss out on. Let your heart be at rest in him and in his goodness. Put away everything you think you know about him and open his word with the fresh eyes of a child. You will find new and exciting realities begin to happen as you truly get to know him. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you.